It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Malcolm Johnson Jr., could he be Auburn's sweetheart after a day? We talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's everyone's favorite day of the week, except some people like Ferg Friday more, but there's a good chunk of people that like Charlie Tuesdays. We are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. Let me tell you what. We didn't talk about this yesterday because there was so much that happened over the weekend. But Brian Harson's comments about wide receiver Malcolm Johnson Jr., they caught my attention. They caught a lot of people's attention. Oh, yes. Harson was asked if any wide receivers are standing out, which is a great question to ask. May I add? Because we've just been speculating. Let's ask the man himself. Maybe we'll get an answer. We actually did. He said, quote, I think Malcolm has. I like Malcolm. I like where Malcolm is at. Mm. So let's overreact about this for a few minutes. Why don't we? Well, I like where he thinks that he likes where Malcolm's at. There we go. That makes me happy. I don't think you could have said that any better. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's been so much speculation and conversation and guessing about, okay, Shedrick's there. Javarius yep. Johnson is there. Open-ended question. Uh, who's next? Like, who's the Could other person anybody. there? Yep, you got yeah. a shanker, maybe another tight end, you got a running back. It's like, that's what most of the sets are going to be. And so it's like, okay, who's the third wide receiver when Auburn goes three wide receiver, which I think we're going to see a ton of in 2022. And... We said Malcolm Johnson Jr. a few times. Like, it makes sense because all the other dudes that I think are talented enough and quote-unquote ready are yep. slot guys. It's so like, I don't really know if you could put Javaris Johnson on the outside consistently. I don't know if you could do that necessarily with, like, Tarvaris Dawson. We certainly could. Um, I, I just don't I have a hard time seeing that be successful there. So, Malcolm Johnson Jr. offers a skill set that I think Shedrick and Javarius do not have as far as speed and stretching the defense. Gosh, when's the last time we've had that? A dude that could like legitimately stretch the defense. So if yeah. he took that stretch step, it. if he could take that step, I, I think uh, I think it'd be huge for the offense if he kind of was Auburn's number three guy. Absolutely. I mean, it was an open-ended question. It could have been any wide receiver, and he went with uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr., uh, which, is, which is big because there's been a lot – I feel like there's been a lot of um, anxiety about the wide receiver position uh, as far as, like, what people think – like, seems like a lot of people are worried about it. Worried about it. You know, you're worried about – you get, you know, fired up when we don't get a guy like Corey Rucker uh, who went to South Carolina – really looked at trying to pull in a big guy from the portal in the early period, and that's always – Seems like when you talk about portal, it's wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. So um, it's good to hear names that are stepping to the forefront uh, and sort of, you know, making their presence known. And Malcolm Johnson Jr. has a very, you already said it, a very, very, uh, a very, very, I guess, extremely 
competitive, extremely uh, – I'm trying to think of the word. What's a, what's a good word for he has a lot of tools? He has a good skill set that can be utilized very, very well. Brings Probably his lunch pail to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, has a high ceiling because of his measurables. You know, six. You know, his six foot. Good, He's a fast good, boy. Good height, super fast, big body, can make stuff happen after the catch. Like that's 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 what we need. And uh, right, he, it, it, him excelling is very good for this offense. I think so. I think so. Question: Who's faster, or what is faster, hmm. Malcolm Johnson Jr. Or a cheetah? Oh, it depends. Has the cheetah had dinner yet? Because <laughs> if that's the case, it could be Malcolm Johnson Jr. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's faster than a full cheetah. <laughs> I'll take How it. How about that? He's faster than I am. Yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> faster than a faster full than cheetah. Faster than a full cheetah, yes. Uh, what about uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr. or Light? Oh, I turned the light off one time and Malcolm Johnson Jr. was in the bed before I could get <laughs> What's that, that old saying? <laughs> I was so fast, I could turn the light off and be in bed before it got dark. There it well, is. There it is. He's so fast that I turned the light off. I got it. Yep, you nailed it. That was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> all right, I don't know where to go for after that. No, yeah, uh, I mean, we're peaked. <laughs> Jay, Great show, Charlie Five on Twitter. <laughs> yep, we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> Jay Fair, I think, still, I mean... I, I love him. Like, I'm just going to yeah. say it. I love him. Great um, film. He, his Instagram game is really good as far as posting pictures of himself. I don't know who's taking these pictures of him, but he's getting them. And yeah. he's posting them more than all the other players are. So I don't really know what that arrangement looks like, but I love it. I think it's great. Content King. Content King. Jay, Jay Content Fair. King Fair. Fair. What's more royal? <laughs> Jay Fair or Burger King? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jay Fair. No question Jay about Fair. it. There you go. No question about it. But he can't play outside, right? I mean, he, it, do you think he's a slot dude? Gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be. He He's just such a mismatch in the middle. Um, he's quick, super quick laterally. Um I just quick uh, over fast, I guess, is a good is a good um, short burst type type guy. Yeah. Uh, and but he's thick. He's pretty thick for a smaller built guy too. So I, I just love. I just like having a weapon in, in the slot. Like guys that they could have uh, ten catches for sixty five yards. You know what I mean? Like those guys that just get open right in, in small spaces and can get six seven yards a catch every single time because they're on a linebacker or a safety, and they just murk him and, and, and pick up tough yards in the middle. Is that like, Jay Fair like that. or is that Julian Edelman? I can't tell. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. A guy like that. Julian Edelman, if you're playing him, he's going to have 22 catches for 65 yards and just drill you in a PPR league. That's and, what I see out of Jay Fair. And Jay three Fair. concussions. Yes, but not Jay Fair. If you're in a concussions league, then you're, you're going to be golden with Julian Edelman. <laughs> No, I, I think, <laughs> I think, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. But man, and I know you mentioned Luke missing out on, on Corey Rucker. I think that's why that's so big is because is. like, I, I still don't really know where the outside, the numbers receiving yards are going to happen. I, I, I just don't see it. Even like Shedrick Jackson. And I think Shedrick Jackson is better than most people think he is. Right. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, and I wrote a story at, at AuburnDaily.com weeks ago about how like, 
from an analytics standpoint, like he's not awful. I just don't think he was used correctly. And so like when he ran inside and was targeted inside, he was actually pretty good. But his outside, the number stuff was just bad. And so when you're an outside yeah. receiver, and that's where the most of your snaps are coming from, it's just like I don't I don't see that. So it's a skill. It's a skill. It's learning how to how yeah. to how to throttle your speed to be able to speed up, slow down, what down the field. The ball you're you're catching a ball from the farthest distance typically. Right. Uh, so uh, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a you it's going to take more hand eye coordination uh, and all that good stuff. So yeah, it is a skill that. Uh, we've had uh, sorely lacked the last several years. So, yeah, and, and ball placement and quarterback play ha- has not helped with that. No, it hasn't. Um, and honestly, TJ, I don't know about Calzada, but I think TJ, just because he's got a stronger arm as far as power goes, may be better at stuff like that. The placement's yeah. iffy, and the placement needs to be really good on the outside, but as far as getting it there, because, I mean, like you said, that's why it's so tough, is the ball is in the air longer. Yeah. And so defenses can, can react more. So it's it's tough, but Auburn doesn't have that dude. And I think Corey Rucker could have done that. And so we'll see what they do. In the I see a lot of Malcolm Johnson Jr. and Corey Rucker's film. I see a lot. I see, I look at my, Malcolm's high school film and Corey Rucker's college film, and they do look a lot. They have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe that can be our, maybe that can be our guy. And, and still like people forget Malcolm Johnson Jr. is a year younger than he's supposed to be. I mean, he he skipped his senior year. Not only is he reclassified super fast, he's super smart. He, like, skipped a grade. Yeah. He's like, senior year? No, thanks. I don't need that. Exactly. So that that is a good point that a lot of people need to remember. I mean, he may barely be 19 or, like, maybe just now 19. Yeah. Yeah. And so just physically, I mean, your body just gets so much more – um, so much yeah. more change when you when you go through that, obviously. So, exactly. um, worth worth noting. But, uh, but yeah, Malcolm Johnson getting the praises of Coach Brian Harson over the weekend. So Malcolm Johnson is obviously a name you need to watch this weekend for a day. But what are some other names that Auburn fans should be looking out for and paying attention to this Saturday? Injured in here stadium for a day. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but I want to tell you about our friends at built bar. I ate a built bar yesterday. Caramel macchiato had it for breakfast with my coffee, dipped that thing in my coffee, swirled it around a little bit and I ate it. It was delicious. I cried when it was over, but I was also happy that it happened. Also built puffs are delicious. They're these protein infused marshmallows. Built says they're the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. I'm assuming that's true, which is really, really cool. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're also covered 100% in chocolate. They're delicious. They're very, very good. So most Built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That's right. 17 grams of protein. Keeps you full and keeps you happy. That's the most important thing. Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage... The cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Charlie Five, there are a ton of names that we've talked about over the last month or so during the spring. But Saturday's where it really all comes to a head. Does the game mean yep. anything on Saturday? Does it not? Whatever. We'll talk about actual things to take away. But as far as specific names, specific yes. names to look for on Saturday, where are you starting? What What is the first guy that comes to mind when I ask that question? Well, for me, I'm thinking the defense is probably going to have a significantly better day just based off what I've been hearing and, you know, the injuries on the offensive line. What we've already talked about wide receivers. So who's going to stand out on the defense? And my number one that I always talk about, I've been excited since the, the height weight have come out, is is Cam Riley, that large child. He's a large child. From Evergreen, Alabama, that runs like a deer, 6'5", 230. Cam Riley, where is he going to be on the field? Is he going to be uh, in the middle at linebacker? Is he going to play some edge? Is it outside linebacker? Uh, we've heard a little bit about him everywhere, and I feel like he's he's built to be uh, – he's athletically gifted and can be sort of like a Swiss Army knife. He can do a little bit of everything. Line up in the middle, line up on the edge, go get the pass, uh, go get the uh, quarterback, wreak havoc in the backfield, cover people – cover backside in the flat. Like, I can't wait to see Cam Riley. And what does he do Saturday, and does it change when Owen Papo comes back? Yeah. That's to fill one of that question. linebacker spot. And I kind of get the vibe that Cam Riley won't be impacted. It'll be more Wesley Steiner that's impacted when Owen comes back. I don't know that. I also yeah. would not be surprised if Eugene Asante hopped Wesley Steiner in the depth chart. That's just kind of something I'm feeling. It seems like Eugene's really, really getting it. But Wesley got first snaps just because he was here. But that that's kind of another name to watch is what does that rotation look like? Yeah. With, with Auburn's linebackers. Because you got to always think, one of these guys will not be on the field because Owen Papo is going to play the vast majority of snaps um, when he's healthy. healthy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, that's something uh, that's something to watch. But that's a good one. I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, another guy that we talked about when we did our reaction to the updated roster and the weight changes, Caden Bridges. Does he start mm. at safety? Who does start at safety? Does Caden Bridges sub in with the starters? Is he with the second team? I think that's going to be really, really important because he's a dude that that uh, that I think his teammates have a whole lot of respect for. Donovan Kaufman came on the show last week and right. talked about Caden Bridges because I asked about him. But still, I, I think uh, I think he talked really highly of him. It seems like everybody understands that he is putting in a ton of work, and so he's going to be maximum uh, effort. Um, Twenty pounds in a year—that's crazy. That is crazy. Um, but, yeah, so don't be alarmed. It's not the Golden Gate Bridge on oh. Pat Dye Field at Jordan-Hare Stadium. It's Caden Bridges. Caden Bridge. Yeah. Bridges. Yep. Multiple. So that, that that's a name to watch. What about an offensive guy? You got an offensive guy other than Malcolm Johnson Jr. who's faster than the speed of light? Oh, I mean, obviously, I'm really curious to see Robbie Ashford. Um, believe it or not, I've been hearing – We, I mean – when he first came here, we sort of looked at it like we were just kind of giving a local guy a shot who left Oregon. But, like, I've, I've heard a lot that he's really impressing. His accuracy is what's something that people have been uh, kind of really shocked about because I think that was one of the big knocks on him. But big athletic kid, um, it's going to be a lot of him and, and TJ uh, in the spring game. So, like, what does Robbie look like? I mean, if, if that kid can put it together – 
I mean, that's a that's a Justin Fields type athlete playing quarterback. Body size, arm strength, uh, athleticism. I mean, that's 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 what you're looking at uh, if he can get it together here and and and, and get the system down and, and learn how to actually play play a quarterback and not just be an athlete playing mm-hmm. quarterback. So um, that's I'm very intrigued to see how Robbie Ashford performs sort of under the proverbial lights. Yeah, I. I kind of hate it for him because it kind of feels like this is it. If he doesn't win this job, is he ever going to have, like the timing just seems tough for him. Like if he doesn't win this yeah. battle somehow. Where does he win it? Like where does he have a chance to win it? Yeah, if it's not this year, does he stick around? Does he, you know, I mean, he's got plenty of eligibility left, but you got to think it's Garner after whoever wins this job. So you think. Yeah. So we'll see. But we'll boy, see what happens. Six four. 6'4", There's a lot to like, man. A lot to love. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, a lot to love. Okay. And he wears number nine, and I think that's important. Yeah. I love that. Super fast. I love that. Yeah. And fly. Yeah, he's got a tenth cut off of his 40. Tenth of a second. That's great. The weight of the paint on the jersey. I mean, you take a number off, and you're like, It's science. Yeah. Yeah. We like science. Totally lighter. So there's that. I mean, because it's on the front and the back. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah, so one digit. It's actually it's two, two numbers. Yeah, good point. So that's just worth um, this is worth thinking about for all the physics think folks outside out there. The box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the whole offensive line. Not necessarily yeah. like what they do, but just the order they're put in the game. And yeah. how many of the starters play? Like Keandre Jones has been battling some stuff. Um but yeah, just the order where everybody goes because I think whoever is at right tackle first really, really matters. If it's Alec Jackson or Brendan Coffey, I guess it could be Killian Zaire. It seems like he's been pretty much at left tackle primarily. But whoever's whoever takes snaps first at right tackle to me may be the favorite to be starter at that spot. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, maybe, so I guess, and right now I'm going to guess that it's Alec Jackson just based yeah. off of kind of practice reports. So... Uh, so I guess either Alec Jackson or Brendan Coffey are, are my names on offense to watch. Yeah, I'm with you. Offensive line is going to be um, uh, going to be a, a very a very important one to watch. I've heard some stuff out of the scrimmage. Uh, we did a lot of goal line stuff and still not getting much push at all uh, in the run game. So I don't think that's that-, that concerning. Just because, all, like, you can make an argument like all four, like four of the five starters are not there. So, like, what the offensive line does, has done so far, like, it doesn't really matter to me. Maybe, maybe not, but, like, the same, when you're having the same exact issues, just still not b- being able to get much push running the ball when you have, and, heck, I, what happened to Jarquez? Did he get, did they get him smashed because they can't get, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it just uh, got us to start seeing a little bit more improvement. We've added nobody in the portal to help, um, and that, that That's a problem, right. And I don't know who's going to be there that's going to be worth bringing in other than developmental-type players from the portal after spring to be able to remedy some of the pretty gaping holes that we have. So, you know, how do they look? How do some of the young guys look? Like, you know, like a Garner Langlo that's got good praise, a Colby Smith who's just an absolute monster child uh, going into his second year. Um, some of these young guys, see what, see what they have. Right. Um, All good points. All good yep. points. All right, Charlie Five. There are bad takes. And then this. And then this. Right. Well, we're going to talk about it in just a moment here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, today's show brought to you by Bet Online. 
Net. It's your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Hopefully, you guys got involved in the action in last night's national championship game. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of money was on the line uh, all over the place. So, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports betting information and, of course, sports betting itself. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Charlie Five. Charlie Five. Since the show moved to YouTube... It has been awesome. It's been awesome because like podcasting yeah. doesn't really have that commenting feature yet. It's like it's been awesome to listen to what you guys have to say, and some of you guys have been able to ask questions and get involved. You know, because not everybody's on Twitter, um, and I don't always check the show's email, so that's on me. But there was a comment yesterday, and I'm not going to say the person's name, but you can go look. I didn't delete it or anything. I think it's still there. He may have deleted it. I don't know. But I tweeted about it. And a lot of people feel the same way we do. Most people. 98% of people. Maybe 99%. But can't say everyone. This was the comment. And remember, yesterday's show was about Walker Kessler leaving. Oh, boy. Right. All right. Here we go. Trying not to get mad, but go ahead. No, get get mad. I don't care. Okay. Here's Here's what the comment said. Quote. So what's the point of getting these good players to come to Auburn, but they only stay one season and bail? Didn't even win the SEC tournament and got embarrassed in the second round of the NCAA. Mm. Mm. First question, is this real? And the second question, how in the world as a fan base did we get here? And this this is the vocal minority, but like, holy cow. (laughs) What a bad take. This is let me tell you, let me tell you who this person is. Okay. All right. So there is an Auburn football fan that is there's Auburn football fans that are like super duper positive. And that's all these people are those people. Okay. They're super duper positive. So if there's any for some reason being good in basketball makes them feel threatened. So it's like they're overly hyper hypercritical on basketball. And then opposite football, they're like super like, I'm going to be a spin doctor, spin, uh, positive spin. Uh, it's weird, but it's the same person. Like you can talk, you can, if you have conversations and you find somebody who is, if you find a person who is a uh, super positive football fan, mm-hmm. they're going to be hardcore, like negative on the other sports like baseball or basketball. And I, and I feel like it's because they feel like they're th- like, it's threatening or something right there. That could not be the dumb. That could not be a worse take. So what you're saying, because here's the deal they want, they, they, they want to use the anomaly of, they want to take the exception, not the rule of Auburn going to the final four, getting hot with a bunch of juniors and Chuma Okiki, who was the best player in the tournament, who was a sophomore, essentially playing his first year of basketball, 
Uh, they want to take that and make that the rule instead of the exception. So what you're telling me is you're okay with not being good, that very good, uh, for two years so you can have a good run your third year and then start the cycle over again and be average to bad for two years and then be good again the following year versus trying to go get the best players every single year. And what we did, we beat the crap out of nearly everybody we played. We just got in a weird spot where we couldn't shoot and got cold uh, around tournament time. And it didn't have anything to do with – one-and-done players. We set the record for the most blocks ever. I mean, Kessler was amazing. Jabari was absolutely amazing. We're, we're going to say we don't want those guys now? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's ridiculous. A, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So it's like, like you get out of here. Uh, well, most of the responses were like, so you'd rather have a, a worse player for four years than a great player? Like, I, I just remember, you know, I, I say this from time to time when it comes up and when we talk about how far this program has come, but like, I remember being, you know, coming home from school, whether junior high or high school, and going to games with my dad at Beard Eves. Yeah. And just like, you could walk up and get a ticket, like five bucks. It was nothing. And then like, there was nobody else there. And to, to what it's become now, and it's like, if you would have told me at that point, that Auburn was going to have several people leave early for the NBA and get drafted. Not even like lottery picks, but just drafted. I wouldn't have believed you. I just wouldn't have. And the fact that now it's like, well, what's the point of getting these one-and-done guys or these two-and-done guys? Are you kidding me? That's the goal. Like, that's the point. Like, that's why you go out and get like high four-stars and five-stars and go out and get the best transfers in the portal. I mean, we started last year, uh, we really only started one true freshman, and he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. Like, everybody else was – even. I mean, even though they were new guys, like Kessler's a one-and-dumb, he's a sophomore. Uh, Allen was a junior. KD's a sophomore. Wendell's a sophomore. Like, we didn't start – we're not going to get in a whole bunch of, like, one-and-done freshmen. Uh, you know, everybody let's say, oh, what about Miami? They had a bunch of 22 and 23 year olds. You got to have those old guys if you want to win a championship. You know what Miami's record was the last two seasons? 10 and 17 and 15 and 16. Is that what you want to do? Get a bunch of get a bunch of no names and develop them for two years and get your tails beat for two years and then hopefully go on a run and get to the sweet 16 uh their junior year. Is that what we want to do? Or do we just want to go get the best players and let the chips fall where they may? Like and, and then the 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 tail end part of the comment. Didn't even win the SEC tournament. It's like, are you no, joking? We won the we won the regular season, which is which is Kentucky unanimously agreed upon. Yeah. that you would much rather win the regular season outright. May we add outright? Yeah, than win the SEC thing, tournament. That is a non-educated basketball fan who is a a hardcore football fan who is threatened by success in basketball and and is has a inferiority complex about the football team. That is who that fan is. That that is who you are. And and you know it's true. You know it's true. You know right now if I were to say something about Brian Harson negative or something, you'd fight me tooth and nail to the death about it. But then if if uh, if I say something positive about Bruce and we went out in the second round, you're going to fight me because you have an inferiority inferiority complex. Yeah. That's who that fan is. Same people where I was like, "All right, we signed Bruce Pearl for life." And they're like, no, it was eight years, eight-year extension, wasn't for life. 
I'm like, okay. Or what's what's Bruce's record been since the he signed the contract extension? Like that's just that's they're trying to be sharp. Yeah. Trying to be sharp. Yeah. Inferiority uh, complex. You got us. You got us. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm with you. Let's just stop recruit. Let's tell actually, let's call Troy, pull his offer. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go get some three star no name. And in three years he'll be a junior and we'll go on hopefully go on a run. Because right. that's that's the formula, it right. seems like. Yep, every three star is Bryce Brown. All of every three star is Bryce Brown and Jared Harper. All of them. Every single one of them are that good when they get to be juniors. If you just wait, if you just wait, that's the formula for success. Uh You just have to suffer through sucking for two years, and then eventually you can go on a run. All of them just dumbest thing I've ever heard. We got a chance to we add uh, we add Johan Traore. There's a good chance we. I mean, we could add two or three more draft picks to this team before this whole thing's over. Uh, and, and then still keep our guys that have experience. Like we, we're, we're sort of like, yeah, mis- we will be mismatching. an older team. We will be an older team this year. We'll be an older team with like five, like five star talent, like yeah, draft picks. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting what you want. Like whatever. How can people find you? Hear you support you. Love you. Absolutely. All that stuff. Find me on Twitter. The underscore Charlie underscore five auburnlive.com message for the corner. Now, Locked on Auburn Discord, we have a lot of fun in there. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod Masters Week. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. We'll be back tomorrow for a War Rapport Wednesday right here on Locked on Auburn. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.